0: Welcome to another episode of Our Boys in Green on the Green Machine podcast. Nick here on my own tonight because apparently David and Martin have more important things to do than talk about Irish football. And to be honest, I don't really blame them. They probably get sick of my company, to be honest. So not a huge amount to bring you tonight. It's going to be one of the shorter episodes that we've had. Uh, As always, you know how the drill works at this stage. We're going to bring you the weekly roundup of how all the Irish lads got on over the weekend for their clubs Uh, That includes an Irish goal in the Premier League and an Irish debut in the Premier League, as well as a load of assists and a load of goals elsewhere in the different leagues. Of course, the League of Ireland kicking off as well this season. We're hoping to put a bit more focus into that over the next few months. It's just As you know, we have a lot of stats, a lot of players to go through, so uh, you have to really bear with us on that. Um, if it's any consolation, I am a League of Ireland fan. I'm not neglecting it. It's just, trust me, it's it's a lot of work. But we'll get there. We will get there. Um, and if we don't get there, you can blame David and Martin because they're not on the show today. So I think that's only fair, really. I think I think I better get my top in Sim while I can. So as well as that, we're going to be talking about Jim Goodwin's move to Aberdeen from St. Mirren. And we'll also be talking about Ireland at the Pinnatar Cup in Spain. So the Ireland women's team. And of course, the, the great story, about Chloe Mistaki that's come out over the last few days. Right, so before we get into it, just a few little things to plug. So we do have a new series coming up in the next couple of weeks. Uh, We won't announce what it is because we like to keep people on their feet, but it's going to be along the lines of stuff that we've been doing over the last little while. So we've just come off the end of the 2019 campaign, so the craziest year in Irish football. So do check that out. It's a three-part series. The last episode of the series did drop last wednesday so do give that a listen uh, we're getting some really good feedback from it and um, if we do say so ourselves you know we don't like to blow our own trumpets well maybe david does but uh you know we we, we tend to be as modest as possibly uh, as as we possibly can but we are getting some good reviews from that so do give it a listen and of course do go on to our new website www.thegreenmachinepodcast.com for our fullback catalog and of course we do have a number of articles that um, are being written at the moment. So David has started a new column or uh, we like to call it that. So we sound a bit more professional as of I, and uh, David has just released an article on his uh, thoughts about Robbie Keane's choice to play for uh, playing a Rangers masters game rather than attend the Ireland Belgium game at the end of March. So do give that a little look, uh, interest and read again, send all of your hate tweets, to David Dunn or Prendy Rebel because they're not here. Uh, if you love Robbie Keane and if you don't agree with David, uh, I won't be offended. It makes absolutely no difference to me. It's all good. So we're going to launch into it now in terms of the, the how, how all the lads got on. So a lot of stats, a lot of things to go through. As I said, the League of Ireland, sadly, we're not giving it a huge amount of mention today. Of course, I think all eyes are on Damien Duff at Tolka Park which apparently is being kept now. Uh, 3-0 loss to St. Patrick's Athletic. And of course, Dara Burns, I think it's really worth worthwhile giving him a mention for his absolute screamer of a goal and his excellent performance, of course, currently in Northern Ireland under age International. But it looks like he's going to switch over to the Republic. So a really good player to keep an eye on. And of course, everyone will be keeping a very keen eye on Damien Duff's Shelburne. So we'll launch into how the lads got on across the water. As I said, there were so many lads who got performances, so many guys who got clean sheets and loads of uh, small little statistics, but we have to hone in on a few. So we'll start off with the defenders. And I think a very interesting player to start off with is Joel Bagan. So anyone who is in, uh, familiar with Joel Bagan, he's a left back for Cardiff City. So, of course, a very uh, complex Position for us, we don't have a huge amount of depth there. Of course, Ryan Manning doing quite well this season, and Liam Scales doing quite well. But Began, uh, an ex Scotland underage player, has actually scored three goals in three games. So, one goal in the 1 1 draw, uh, Cardiff against Blackpool. So, an interesting guy to keep an eye on, scoring a few goals and um, scored an absolute screamer last week. Actually, a little, a little, uh, swinging, outswinging goal with the right foot, his, his weaker right foot. This one was more of a tap-in, but he looks surprised as anyone to to net his third in third, so an interesting one to keep an eye on. Sticking with the defenders, so Nathan Collins, a clean sheet in the 3-0 win for Burnley against Brighton. And of course, uh, not that he scored or that there's any stats associated with him, but uh, Evan Ferguson, 17 years of age, uh, making his league debut for Brighton. Of course, he got an assist in in the FA Cup a couple of weeks ago, didn't he? But making his Premier League debut, making him the youngest Ireland player to play in the Premier League since Richard Dunn did for Everton all those years ago. So great news for for Evan and to see how quickly he's progressed. And I've compared him to Erling Haaland. Yes, that is overhyping him. But look, that's what we do. We like to overhype players. So Nathan um, Collins, again, another player uh, well beyond his years. uh, possibly benefiting from James Tarkowski's injury sticking with the defenders Ryan Sweeney so player people mightn't be too familiar with but he did score for Dundee in their 3-2 loss to Celtics so someone who might have caught a few eyes during that Celtic game and then just rounded up with I suppose the standout defenders of the weekend Daryl Anahan a clean sheet for Blackburn Rovers in the 0-0 draw with Millwall so again having a really really good season with Blackburn who are chasing promotion and while we're on defenders it's really really important that we mention Aaron Cashin so anyone that isn't familiar with Aaron Cashin he's he's a Derby County youngster English born but is declared for Ireland some really really interesting tweets coming out <laughs> over the years I think someone said you, you can still switch back to Ireland and he said nah I'm good mate something along those lines so he got the, the man of the match award with Derby beating Peterborough 1-0 so they try and uh, pull off the great escape so of course Fessy Bazzelli. Uh, Jason Knight and Louis Watson also with Derby but of course the former two really really standing out this season and it's uh, you know be very interesting to see if they're with Derby next season with Cashin uh, not the tallest centre half I've ever seen but really really physical he's built like a brick he's um, he's certainly one who'll probably uh, jump on this opportunity of getting man of the match and will hopefully string a few appearances together after that. So moving on to the midfielders, and I suppose the standout midfielder of the weekend has to be Jake Doyle Hayes of Hibernian. So two goals and a booking as Hibs beat Ross County 2-0 up in Edinburgh and Easter Road. Two cracking goals. Uh, Plenty of clips going around on Twitter. I know um, FAI Ireland fans, uh, the Instagram page, uh, they they had a couple of clips above them. So two two long-range shots. The first kind of fortuitous, uh, coming through the keeper's arms and the second one, an absolute thunder bastard, as David would say, so catching it really cleanly on the volley, uh, so two goals for him, a lot of people saying that he's on the periphery of the Ireland squad, I think he's about 23 now, so he's probably pushing pushing uh, for a senior call-up a little bit, I know we can be light in midfield sometimes if we pick up a couple of injuries, so decent box-to-box player, a bit of bite in his tackle and as we've seen over the weekend, he can score a goal from long range, and that's always good. But again, he's, he's a guy who's really standing in the SPL and catching a lot of eyes. And Josh Cullen playing for Anderlecht in the 2-0 win over Belgian Giants Genk. Uh, 100% passing rate, 100% tackle rate. Uh, he is standing out nearly every game that he plays for Anderlecht, and he just seems to be getting better and better and better. I brought up last week, is he Ireland's best player? Um, presently, and I think he is. I think he's shown all the signs that he is, so it's it'll be interesting to see how he develops. Another really good performance from him, and he's catching all the headlines over in Belgium with Vincent Company. And I suppose the last midfielder that we'll probably give a bit of attention to is Wes Houlihan. So the 40-year-old scoring, scoring one goal for Cambridge United in the 2-0 win over Accrington-Stanley. And just one more mention will be Alan Power uh, assisting um, a goal for St. Mirren in the 1 1 draw at Livingston. Now, moving on to the strikers and I suppose forwards, if we want to put them in the same category. So, Shane Long scoring his first goal in two years for Southampton as they ran out 2 0 winners against Everton. So, over jumping, if that's the right term, uh, out jumping Seamus Coleman uh, for that goal. So, naughty, naughty Seamus, but look, he's he's had a good couple of games, didn't he, scoring his, his last game as well? So, um, Two of our oldest players, Seamus Coleman and uh, Shane Long, scoring in, in consecutive weeks. So great to see nonetheless. Remains to be seen whether or not he'll be part of Stephen Kenny's squad. in March seems very unlikely. We'll see Long there, but at least he's scoring. At least the morale's high, and he's still very, very highly rated by Ralph uh, Hasselhooter, uh, a guy whose name I never know how to say. Uh, another forward then we're mentioned Troy Parrott an assist at the weekend for uh, for MK Dons against Sunderland at the stadium. Alley, so MK Dons, another team change of promotion in League One. Um, he's gone level with James McLean, seven assists each in League One. He's one of the top assisters in League One and of course has four goals on top of that. So I think a lot of people, they don't give Parrott kind of the credit he deserves for the creative job he's doing for MK Dons. He's playing a lot deeper sometimes playing as an outside left, sometimes playing as a number 10. He he is not playing as an out-and-out out center forward like people think he is. So when they see the lack of goals return, that's the only reason why. He is playing a lot deeper. We mentioned it on the show a huge amount of times. He is playing a lot deeper, and his role is to create things in tight little situations. He's, he's a lot heavier, um, not fat. I just mean he's, he's gotten a lot taller. He's gotten a lot bulkier than we kind of anticipated. Um, kind of when we saw him in the in the underage Euros when he was just a, a little nippy player and he was he was a lot more pacier. He is getting bigger. He, he is still really good in those size situations. He's probably not as nimble as we would have liked him to turn out to be. But if you look back at the assists, again, it will be on um, FAI Ireland fans on Instagram. And there's a lot of clips of it on Twitter. Um, intercepts the ball in the middle of the park. Links up nice with Connor Wickham, I think it was, who actually qualifies for Ireland, believe it or not. And runs the pitch, slips him in. Um, he's having a really good season from a creative perspective. I think that's really, really worth mentioning. And it's really important to to, um, dismiss all those claims that he's just playing absolutely shite this year because that's not the case, not the case. And it's not fair to suggest it either. And then finally, this is definitely worth mentioning, Graham Carey, who plays for CSKA Sofia um, in Bulgaria. So, of course, formerly of Plymouth, he was formerly of Celtic as well. He had a a loan spell with Bose. I think that's worth it. um, getting in there, of course, you know I like to plug Boaz a lot. Uh, hat trick of assists uh, in the Sofia derby, so CSKA playing um, Slavia Sofia. So a hat trick of assists in a three 2 uh, win in the in the Bulgarian capital. So. 32 years of age, international career, probably not really on the horizon, but might catch the eye of Stephen Kenny. He might at least get the attention of Stephen Kenny. I think something worth mentioning is that uh, I know he had a couple of caps prior to this, but Wes Houlihan, a similar kind of player, left-footed creative player, uh, around the same age. He came back into the international fold around the same age that uh, Kerry is now, as did Alan Judge. So you never know, probably a little bit uh, out there, but I mean, when you look at his left peg, He's something else. And I think he can play left back as well. A problem position for us. So you know, you never know. It could be a wild card. Um, I might be crazy saying it, but he might be a wild card. And finally, um, in terms of stats, and, and I know I mentioned this at the start of the show. So the the Pinotar Cup. So this is a this is kind of a competition in Spain that, that the Irish women's team have been involved in in the last week. So we did report last week. Um, that Ireland had beaten uh, Poland 2-1. So Lucy Quinn and Louise Quinn, no relation at all, but the two Quinns, might as well call them the Quinn Twins, uh, scoring um, in a 2-0 win or 2-1 win over Poland. And then sadly, Ireland lost 1-0 to Russia just a couple of days later. But I suppose the success story of the game was a certain 26-year-old Chloe mustaki So Chloe plays for, for Shelburne. And when she was about 18 or 19, I think, she was diagnosed with uh, Hodgkin's lymphoma. And thankfully she's made a full recovery, but you know, it, it seemed to, you know, naturally put her, put her career in a standstill. She was with P Mount. Uh, she was with UCD at the time she was diagnosed as far as I know. And then when she made the recovery, she actually went off and played with Bordeaux in France. She went back to Shell. She went to Charlton for a spell last year and, and she's, um you know, kind of uh, eventually ended up, ended up back at Shelburne. So she made her debut against Russia in the Pinatar Cup and she got player of the match as well. So, a real success story, a real inspiration for people who, who I suppose have suffered setbacks or even might be ill. And um, just shown that she, she's gone on to have an international football career for herself. And hopefully the first of many more caps apparently um, had a really, really accomplished um, performance against Russia. So of course she's American born, but did grow up in Dublin. So congratulations to Chloe and congratulations to uh, the Irish women's team for two really good performances at the Pinotar cup. Of course they play Wales tomorrow in their final game. Uh, just another thing to mention as well, Jim, uh, Jim, I was about to say Jim Gavin, former Dublin manager, sadly he's gone. So Jim Goodwin uh, signing a two and a half year deal with Aberdeen. He's after signing from St. Mirren. So uh, again, I think a lot of people will note him with bringing a lot of Irish lads to St. Mirren. I know uh, Jamie McGrath, um, he, he had a big part in his development. He's after bringing Connor Rowan in there alone from Wolves, If Connor McCarthy, who's coming in from, from um, from Cork City, Alan Power, who I mentioned a few minutes ago, another midfielder, uh, Dylan Connolly. So uh, Goodwin, Waterford native himself, did play for Celtic. I think he played for Scunthorpe and Huddersfield as well at St. Marin uh, Only 40 years of age, uh, very highly regarded up-and-coming young Irish coach. Thankfully, there's a lot of them at the moment. A stepping stone, maybe, to, to higher things. Could he be the future Ireland manager? Could he maybe get the Celtic job, having been a former player? It's interesting to see he's gone up. And Stephen Glass, I think it's Stephen Glass is his name, the manager who he's actually replaced. Uh, funnily enough, a bit of a war of words he had with him a few weeks ago when, when Jamie McGrath was linked with Aberdeen. Glass had actually said, oh, I don't think he'd be able for the pressure of playing for a club like Aberdeen. McGrath went to Wigan, and Glass got sacked. So it's it's funny how... Uh, football works out when when there's a uh, certain words said about certain people, but the very best of luck to Jim Goodwin. I know he's gone into to to, uh, to manage Scott Brown. So, uh, you know, a very evasive figure in many ways. And there, there's a few links that he's going to come in as his assistant. But I mean, watch this space. There might be a few League of Ireland players ending up in Aberdeen and um, a very, very bleak place. But uh, look, I mean, might be for some people who knows. So and um, not a huge amount more to report. I think it is worth mentioning, as I said, that that there are a few articles out, um, in the last couple of weeks. So David has started doing a huge amount of writing for the podcast. So we're branching into articles at the moment, and he's he's done a couple of columns or supplements. Uh, and it's very worth mentioning that he's going to be doing a weekly column called The State of Play, where he gives um a positive and negative and something to watch in regards to Irish football. So that should be out every Friday. As I said, he's after bringing out an article on Robbie Keane today, uh, I suppose uh, questioning his decision to play in a Rangers-Legends game over attending the Ireland-Belgium game at the end of March. So do check that out. And as well as that, do check out some of our previous episodes. As I said, uh, the 2019 campaign, that series is up. Uh, We finished it last week, and we are hoping to start a new series, uh, not this week, but the following week. We've given ourselves the week off. Um, I'm actually going to Edinburgh and the lads just as i said at the start of the show they must just have more important things to do than being a podcast so i completely understand and i completely uh, sympathize with them that they have to put up with me every week um but yeah do do give them a, a bit of a look as i said we've got the manager uh, series the manager monday series so some of them are, are covering actual managers we do everything from mick mccarthy 1996 up it was to celebrate 25 years of mick mccarthy being appointed and then we did have a couple of live manager series episodes. So Sean O'Shea, who's the AIK assistant manager over in Sweden. Of course, Zach Olbezzetti there. And then former Ireland manager, Sue Ronan, women's manager, Sue Ronan. Uh, we did interview her as well. And in the past few weeks, we have upped the interviews a little bit. I interviewed Lee Trundle, formerly of Swansea City, was eligible for Ireland back in the day. Connor Smith as well, the winner of, or sorry, the runner-up of Ireland's, uh, or, or of football's next star. Um, did interview him about his career and, of course, his club, Bournemouth, uh, dumping Bournemouth out of the FA Cup only a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Last week, Martin did do an interview with Larry Mahoney, so a legendary Ireland coach, Larry Mahoney, who's coached players like Stephen Kenny and, of course, a certain Roy Keane. So do check that out, that draft, on Saturday. So if you do listen to a podcast, you are a fan of the podcast, or if you're just interested in... Um, listening to more of the content, make sure that you do subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. We're on Spotify, we're on Apple, we're on Breaker, we're on Google, we're on pretty much every uh, podcast platform. But if you don't have any uh, podcast platform of preference, we do have a website, www.thegreenmachinepodcast.com. So you can get all of our back catalog, all of our uh, episodes on there if you prefer to listen. So do uh, subscribe to us, and of course, in our social media channels, do like and uh, follow or whatever you need to do on those. So we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter. So it's the Green Machine Podcast and Lansdownroad.ie. So the two uh, pages to keep an eye on if you want to be up to date with all of the content that we drop out. So, of course, all of the podcast episodes and then, of course, all of the articles that come alongside with that. So there's plenty more to come this year. And we're really looking forward to our new series, which will start next week. So we're going to leave it there. Um, If there's anything that we missed, just let us know. If there's anything you'd like us to cover, do let us know because we're always open to um, discussion points on the uh, Our Boys in Green episode every Monday. So until next time, take care and come on, you boys in green.